uh, first episode, I'm sorry, in the first part of the first episode, we met Bob. We went uh, through a little of his background as far as athletics and his introduction to OCR. So now what we're going to do is let's talk about a little about OCR, Bob. So two years ago, you did your first Toughest Race. And for all of you that don't uh, know Toughest out there, you can visit us at toughest.se or on Facebook uh, under Toughest. It is an obstacle course race where we each course is roughly eight kilometers long and there's approximately 40 obstacles on each course. It is quite difficult because it challenges you as far as every aspect of your body. Uh, endurance because it's 8K, a lot of them are in different terrains. So the one in Malmo, which is in southern Sweden, which we had uh, two weeks ago or about a week and a half ago, it is more flat, sandy, a little more quick. But later on this year, we'll be going to places like Oslo, where there's somewhere between 1,000 to 1,500 feet of elevation um, between the start line and the finish line and things like that. And it challenges you all over, especially with the different 40 obstacles, challenges upper body, lower body, power, anything and everything you want. So that's a little bit about toughest, which is the challenge Bob is taking on. So what part about the first race when you did it? You said, uh, as to go back, you practiced and warmed up and got ready for about five to six months. You took on the course. You were very sore for a couple of days. What about the race stuck out to you? Made you, you we talked a little bit about that, about the challenges of it. But what, it, what was it about obstacle course racing that really tickled your fancy as far as wanting to try it again and again and again? Yeah, well, it was, as you mentioned, it's just that it's a, a large variety of different um, things that you need to accomplish, uh, right. whether it be strength or endurance or um, just you use muscles that an average person wouldn't normally use. <laughs> but the thing I want to say about the race and talk a little bit about, I would like to talk a little bit in this section about um, why I'm taking on this challenge and what I'm hoping to accomplish with this challenge and, yeah. and with this podcast and with doing it in cooperation with you and, yeah. and with Toughest, which I think is important to, to understand that uh, this is an idea that I want to use to inspire others to, to get out and try an OCR race. Okay. And, of course, Toughest, if it's in your area, you <laughs> definitely get out and try uh, a Toughest race because... Um, when it, it's not impossible for anyone to do uh, and, and that's the thing that I I had in my mind before doing that first race mm -hmm. as I mentioned in part one I, I ran it with a team and that's the reason we started to, to prepare so early is because we had this agreement as a team and then we had an agreement to start training together to motivate others there was right. some people one person in particular was on our team uh, by the name of Ivan, if you're listening to this, shout out to <laughs> Ivan, who was who uh, the man, and uh, he was on our team, and he was very well trained, and we had another guy on the team who hardly did any training, but we agreed that we would run it as a team, and we would accomplish this together, and we, uh, we did that, um, and uh, it wasn't impossible. Even for us that were very average or under-trained, right. 
you know, if you encounter something that's yeah, an obstacle that you can't beat, then you have a small penalty to run. Right, exactly. And mm-hmm. it's an extra 50 meters or something thereabout. Depends. It's different penalties for different obstacles and right. how they set up the course. It, right. It all varies. But um, when, uh, you, when you run as a team, if you come to certain obstacles, your teammates can help you overcome that obstacle. Right. So that yeah, that's that's one thing a lot of people that don't understand OCR is they think that yeah, when I run, I have to run by myself and I have to do all the obstacles by myself. And it's like, well, I just can't do that, so I'm not going to sign up. Whereas you figure it out, you know, it, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, if you're running it as an elite, yes. That's, right. <laughs> that's the rules. Uh, that's a whole other world there. Uh, yeah. It's a whole circuit that they yeah. run and. Uh, to compete in but I'm not running in a competitive fashion or any you are running in competitive fashion but it's more competitive for you yes and for your teammates and things like that it's not more because like you're saying we do have elite runners but they race for prize money and rankings and things like that but it is important to note that for just your everyday person that's our motto for toughest is called beat your obstacle because like you said for a lot of people you know it's just signing up yeah. is one thing for some people it's like I can't do 8k but I can do some pull-ups or vice versa so let's try to beat your obstacle as far as everything goes because yeah sure like you said maybe you can't do the monkey bars all right take the penalty and move on to the next one because maybe you can do that one or or maybe it'll give you the motivation to learn how to do the monkey bars whatever it may be but yeah I, I like your I like your attitude as far as why you got into it and and working as a team yeah so uh, like I said before, it's uh, I I talk to people now and I say, oh, you're gonna sign up for toughest, or you should you should do toughest, yeah. or uh, you should set that as a goal, and, and they just laugh at me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Oh, that's just crazy people. I'm not so well trained, and I get that response repeatedly uh, when I try to motivate people or inspire people to to take on this challenge uh, of at least doing one event in in your area. And, uh, but I can recognize this because that was me before I had done the one. But what I find strange is there are, I've met multiple people who will have no problem signing up for a half marathon and won't sign up for a toughest race or an obstacle course race. And it's sort of like, I can't run 12 miles, but I can do 8K and 40 obstacles. Yeah, sure. I can't do all 40, but I can do... 29 of them <laughs> but I sure as hell can't run 12 miles without my back giving out so <laughs> so I mean I, it's, it's all I guess it's all the way you look at it yeah yeah exactly and uh, for me and my approach like I said it's it's just the way to motivate me to um, keep up my training right uh, because you know I live in southern Sweden and for me uh, I've lived here for as I said almost two decades and and I have a real hard time once we get into the middle of winter. Oh, good lord! It's hard to get out the door to, <laughs> to train, do anything. to do anything, right? It's just getting to work every day is is a battle yeah. and with the lack of light and the uh, unfortunate part. Winter in Sweden lasts pretty much all year, <laughs> yeah, for the most part. <laughs> well, especially from where you come from, <laughs> exactly. So if you compare, yeah. But, now talking about motivation and stuff, I think you might have bitten off a little more than you can chew now. Because two years ago, you did one race. You did it well. You did one race this year, and we'll talk about that in part three. But your goal now, 
as you teased on the last uh, part, was you want to do five toughest events this year. Yeah. Now, for all of you that don't know, I believe this year we have either eight or nine. So we started off in Malmo. That's our flagship race. This is our hometown. So we started here, which is just uh, across the bridge from Copenhagen. Uh, next weekend, we're heading to Finland. Then we're back into Sweden, this place called Umeå, which is uh, north of Stockholm. Then we come... Way north of Stockholm. Way, <laughs> north, of Stockholm. <laughs> way north of Stockholm. Uh, then we come back uh, down to Stockholm, and that will round out sort of our first half of the season. Then in the second half of the season, we go back to Finland in a place called Vora, which is somewhere north uh, in Finland. Then we come back, I believe it's to Oslo, which is one of our other flagship races because of the finish line there, and we can talk about that a little bit later. Then we go to Copenhagen, and then we round out the year in Gothenburg. So out of all those races, which are your planned five, and why? All right, well, so my planned five, actually, I have a, a vision for a goal next year. But we'll You're already planning that. next year, we'll this is unbelievable. That. <laughs> we'll get to that later, and the reason I mention that only is because uh, it was kind of my goal for this year. But then when I saw the schedule, I realized, like, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes for next year, if I can accomplish my goal for this, this year. Which, right. So five races, and the five races that I wanted to do is Malmo, which we did last week. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the next race that I will do is Stockholm okay. on the 15th of June. Right. And then the next race I will do after that is Oslo, and that's... The race I'm looking forward to the most. Okay. I've always been most impressed by that race since I've seen it on the circuit. <laughs> All right. And it's because of the finish line and <laughs> the fact that it's in beautiful Norway. And yes. I, I can't imagine what it's like running. It's ridiculously through, beautiful. Yeah, through the wilderness there. Yeah. And, um, I'm really looking forward to that race. Um, and then I want to do Copenhagen. Mm -hmm. And I want to finish in Gothenburg because I hear that's a huge finish for the whole event and, and all that it, it so. is it is a lot of fun um all right going over your choices we did malmo last two years we had fantastic weather it's been in the ballpark of almost 80 degrees for the last two years this year it did not look good two weeks out from the race it looked awful it looked like it was going to be in the in like the low 60s maybe even 50s yeah. uh, and it was going to be wet and rainy and then some miracle occurred and about three or four days before the race showed up sun came out what are you talking about i thought three four hours before yeah, the race. <laughs> yeah it almost felt like that it was a beautiful day it wasn't as hot it was probably in the low 70s maybe yeah. high 60s but it was uh it was a beautiful day and we'll talk about your recap of that stockholm is going to be very different because it's similar, it's like a mix between Umeå and Oslo, because there's a lot of trail running, yeah. um, there are a fair amount of hills, there's a good bit of water, and it's always cold up there, and it's always cold all over Sweden, so that's going to be tough. Oslo, the one you were looking forward to the most, is probably going to kick your butt the most. I know. <laughs> if you guys don't know, you can check out a lot of the old videos on Facebook or on the Toughest page. The finish line typically for every toughest race is we have a five meter high ramp, like a half pipe. And it's rough because if it's any moisture on it at all, it makes it very difficult, but it's tough anyway. But our finish line for the Oslo race is actually the ski slope that was used in the Olympics at Holmenkollen. 
So it's something like um, two or three hundred meters at a forty-two degree angle or something, something like that. It's, it's crazy, and it's brutal. So you've already done all this up and down running, trail running. The ramp is on the course as well. And then the last thing you have to do is go up this brutal mountain climb. <laughs> See, now I feel a little uh, strict because I didn't know the ramp was on the course. Yeah. At least I, get, I, I don't nope. have to do the ramp. Last year know? they included the ramp on the course. It's actually, I believe, three or four obstacles from the actual ski slope. <laughs> it's on there. But I have to admit, once you get to the top of that ski slope, you've never seen a more beautiful finish line in your life because you can look out over all of Oslo. It's ridiculously gorgeous. Uh, and as long as the weather holds up, you should have fun there. Copenhagen is identical to Malmo. It's flat, it's sandy, it's quick, but it's in October. <laughs> Late September, early October, so the weather may or may not be on your side. Yeah. And then Gothenburg. Gothenburg, we always use as the final because it's a very odd terrain. Uh, it goes in the woods a lot. There's hills and... Again, it's late September, October, and it's always bad weather, and that takes a toll on you. So, now that you know a little bit more background of the four races coming up, um, are you still motivated, and how do you plan on tackling each course? Because you said before you wanted to do some solo, you wanted to do some with a team, some with your coworkers. What's your current strategy as far as attacking each course all right well so the one in Malmo uh, my plan with that race was to actually try to get a group together from from my workplace right and to run with co-workers there right um, but unfortunately I couldn't find anyone to commit <laughs> um, even though there's some guys that that train a lot I, I just couldn't convince them and so I I kind of have an agreement with them uh, with a couple of them that if I accomplish this task this year of five events, that they'll run Malmo with me next year. Ah, okay. So I'm kind of that kind of bites into my goal for next year with different things. So okay. that was my, that was why I picked Malmo. I live here, so that was kind of obvious one that was right. given, and it's a kickoff to the season. And we'll cover that race in depth in part three. Yeah, and then <clears throat> Stockholm. Uh, so my brother-in-law lives in Hudinge. Okay. Which is not far away. Literally right next to Lida. Where, right. So last time we were there visiting him, uh, I actually took a run mm-hmm. in the Lida area. Which is where we actually hold the toughest event. Is uh, it's in this little park. Uh, it's beautiful. It's, uh, it has lakes and hills. It's it's really really gorgeous. Um, and very technical terrain to run. Absolutely. And that that was when I was there. And I, we had such a good run. Uh, actually, my wife and I dragged him out for a run because we're like, you live so close. And we, <laughs> let's go out for a run. And we, the, the three of us went out, and I think we did uh, eight or nine K there. And it was super technical, 80% of the run. I was, yeah. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. And then when I discovered that that's where you hold the toughest mm-hmm. event, I said, oh. Well, that's got to be on the list. <laughs> so, so one of my things for toughest in Stockholm is I want to focus on uh, getting some family to join me for this. Okay. Uh, so my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, maybe his his cousin as well. Okay. Um, 
because he's they both have the exact same approach no 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 way that's crazy no 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 that, that's that no that that's just I, I could never do that and i want to show them that they can do it yeah and we'll have a great time and they're gonna feel so good after so that's that's stockholm okay then oslo mm -hmm. as i said um now you said you're gonna want to tackle one of these solo and you only got three left <laughs> <laughs> which one of these bad boys are you trying to tackle solo <laughs> well um so i have a, a bit of a issue with that i'll say so going to oslo after that um so i want to bring my wife along with me for that one because we've both been uh talking about that one since since uh, 2016 when mm -hmm. it ran and we saw that plus uh, another side to that is she has a an old schoolmate that she used to study okay. with that lives in Oslo yeah. and I think it's a great opportunity for them to reconnect as well it right. gives us you know the more reasons you can find to travel to somewhere the better yeah and, of course and, and Oslo is not that far away and it's gorgeous only drawback there is it's expensive but outside of that it's ridiculously beautiful yeah so I, I was there almost 20 years ago I mm -hmm. went on a trip there took a little cruise up there from Helsingborg and you know uh, went out and wandered and discovered the city and it was it was really beautiful I've actually been to Holmenkoll mm -hmm. uh, as, a, as a tourist just yeah. walking up there oh you'll you'll get to know it intimately after yeah, the race yeah uh, <laughs> I'm a little worried about all this now you're striking fear into me I have to say I have uh, typically what I do is I have a little insight on this what I do is I always show up the day before the event since I'm the speaker for Toughest and I always jog the course myself I did not get a chance to do that in Malmo this year because just timing and, and logistics but when it's on the road it's much easier for me to do it so I've, I've jogged that course several times it's very technical running it's beautiful uh, but it is extremely challenging um, a lot of the elite guys will tell you that the most difficult thing about obstacle course racing is you want to pace yourself quick enough to beat your opponents but not so quick that once you get to an obstacle you can't do it because you're just so pumped you need to actually calm down to do some of these obstacles that's going to be your biggest issue there is you know you're pushing yourself up a hill and then all of a sudden you have to do something really technical like monkey bars and you're kind of shaking so it's 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 a lot about pace and control that course yeah right it's a good tip there yeah so then going from there it's uh back here to stop uh copenhagen copenhagen which is just across the bridge and uh, as you said it's kind of identical to malmo but it's more water believe yeah. it or not it's more water <laughs> and uh the thing about uh so copenhagen is the one that i'm looking at to maybe do solo and okay yeah and, all right but there's an issue with that i have to say is that since i'm in the area and now that I'm doing this, and I'm trying to encourage others to partake, mm -hmm. there I'm starting to get interest from people that I know mm -hmm. that are interested in running Copenhagen. You know, you can send them off in one group, and you go off by yourself in I know, another group. I know. <laughs> and you can all meet at the finish line. There's no, there's no issue with that, brother. <laughs> well, you gotta put my legs on. Um, but uh, so that's uh, but that's actually. Honestly, that's kind of a way that to encourage them as well right. is to build a team with them right. and to try to help them prepare. Right. And then, so the last one in Gothenburg, mm -hmm. I haven't figured out or even thought about how to do that one. But I have to say, at this point, especially after the uh, the race in Malmo now, 
it's uh, it's really fun running in the team. You know, running as a team and um, and now we can honestly. I'm not gonna lie to you. You don't have to run alone. Um, I would say you could actually run with a team, but as long as you do each obstacle by yourself, yeah, that would satisfy what I would count as running it alone. Yeah. Because you're right. I mean, it's fun to run with a team. It's fun to run and challenge yourself and and kind of have fun with your buddies when you jump in the mud or or cheer that guy on when he wants to get on the ramp or something like that. So I, I would say, yeah, run every race as a team, but you know, take one of the races like Copenhagen and just try to do all the obstacles on your own. Yeah. And and just see how that works because at that point, you're four out of the five races in, you know what you're gonna do, and then you can sort of see how you've grown from race one to race four, and go by that. Yeah. Yeah. And so my plan for next year is to cha- challenge uh, Jonathan Alban for all his titles. Let's and, not. Uh, <laughs> let's. Yeah. We're not gonna even venture into that territory. Jonathan's my my idol. I have J- to say. Just so, so you guys know, know, if you guys don't know who Jonathan Alban is, he's there have been six uh, OCR World Championship races. Uh, the first two were just outside of Ohio, uh, and just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. The second two were just outside of Toronto in Canada. And the last one uh, last year was in London, just outside of London. And we're going to do it again in London this year. And he's won all six. Oh. And I'm talking about this is the world championship. Yeah. We're talking about the best athletes in the world. He's won all six. Okay, so we're not. You'll see him in Oslo because he'll run that race. So uh, we'll see how it's there. Yeah, uh, I, I look forward to seeing him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably pretty good for uh, section two. Maybe yeah. we can. Uh, yeah. So for part two, we covered now what uh, his plans are for this year. So uh, coming up in part three, which will round out the first full episode of the Average Bob podcast, we are going to look back on the first race of his epic five that he's taking on this year for toughest and that would have been our flagship race in malmo the first race of the season took place about a week ago so come back again in part three and we'll discuss what happened in malmo